Welcome to Transformative Talk. Each episode is hosted by a different graduate student in Dr. Haddad's courses at the University of Texas in San Antonio. Join us today as we explore how educators can use critical social theories to transform themselves and their classrooms. Educators can get real and share real-life experiences, near misses, and big little wins. your host for this episode of Transformative Talk. In this episode, we are going to talk about critical literacy mentioned from Stephen and Bean chapters one and two. We will be talking a lot about critical literacy and critical theory. First of all, what is critical literacy? According to Stevens and Beans, it is the active listening of the stance found within, behind, and among texts. Critical literacy is an emancipatory endeavor um, supporting students to ask regular questions about representation, benefits, marginalization, and interests. I see a lot of critical uh, literacy, especially with being a kindergarten and first grade teacher. My students are always getting supported um, to ask questions on a regular basis. For example, on Fridays, I have guest readers, such as uh, to read a story in which is a parent usually who signs up. Uh, the poor father was getting ready to read the story to us when my students started raising their hands to ask him all these random questions, such as the restroom policies, about God, and about Thanksgiving. I had to redirect them because they were bombarding him, and I had to let the father know that we were practicing on le and learning to ask questions about stories before they are reading to them, before they read to them. So according to Stevens and Bean's critical theory is a broad episode epistemic framework that can be found in many fields in the social sciences and humanities. Generally, these arenas share in common a critique of dominance, a commitment of a, to emancipation, and the use of critique and reflection as a means to empower. That's very interesting. Um, like many things, I attempted to see what Google had to say about critical literacy, and I was not able to find anything. Imagine my surprise. I thought Google had everything needed. Um, in the first chapter, Bean, he states that Freebody and Luke, um, one of his references from 1990, defines critical literacy as one of the four processes that readers should employ when encountering text, code competence, meaning maker, and text user. And according to Bean, all but one process, the text critic has been used in one way or another in pedagogy and defines what it means to be literate. So that being said, when um, I was in grade school, we were not being taught to think about what we were reading in the context of it being um, able to hold a conversation to establish political rights or social identity or acceptance. Um, to me, critical literacy is knowing how to read on many levels, not just words, and then being able to hold a conversation or make um, a sound justifiable decision while having your voice heard on topics that matter. And this is in or outside of the classroom. Interesting that you say that because I looked up several definitions for critical literacy and they all summed up to about the same thing as understanding the different contexts and different readings. I'm not a teacher yet, but I remember all of my English classes trying to teach us how to critically analyze different texts, and to be frank, that was one of my weaknesses. I knew how to read the text, but I did not necessarily understand them, nor did I know exactly what what it was that I was trying to understand from the text. I'm still not that good at it, but I understand it better now, just not as well as some others do. However, Stevens and Bean brought up the key components to critical literacy, which are decoding, comprehension, and appropriate uses of text. 
Decoding can be defined as making sense of the words you are reading so that way you understand the words and can state them as you read them. Comprehension is more grasping those words you are reading to know exactly what it is that you are reading and what the text is trying to tell you. And appropriate use of text is the intentions behind the text that you are reading, whether it's positive or negative. So together, all of those components allow students to learn how to critical, critically analyze readings they are given. Hmm. Amanda, what grade were you in um, during these English classes? I mean, I don't remember learning the critical part of literacy um, in my English classes. I know when I was in high school, um, we had journals and stuff that we actually had to keep. We would just write things down in our journal. It was more of stuff kind of like off the top of our head, um, just write in here about your summer or write about um, what you would like for your life to be like. What, what do you want to do when you grow up? What do you want to be? Things like that. But I don't think it was ever expressed um, to us that this is um, literacy, so to speak. To us, it was more of like just writing. You're writing to kind of um, put your words to paper. You're writing so the teacher can see maybe how you write, but it was never taught to us not even in high school, um, it was never taught to us that we need to understand what we're writing when we're writing. We need to know how to communicate when we're writing. We need to learn how to decipher certain words or um, certain subject or, or certain things. So I think it's interesting um, that your English class may have taught you some of that kind of stuff. And then some of these words, like the decoding and comprehension, like I didn't really understand or hear these words until maybe high school. And so I was just wondering, like, what grade were you in? And how, what do you think are now thinking back? How would that critical literacy um, have helped you now? High school, mostly. Well, I think it was in middle school where I was also given some critical thinking activities that let us decipher different meanings and in the readings of books like Downriver, The Outsiders, and even The Lightning Thief. I'm not kidding, the teachers gave us those amazing books to read. However, I was mostly entertained by what I read and didn't really think to critically analyze the text. But I also didn't really think about asking for help either because, to be, to be honest, I was pretty oblivious during the time I was a very oblivious kid. But then came high school and I sort of developed better critical thinking skills because I remember my teachers in middle school they would sometimes get they would get up close and give me the hands-on teaching about what about the deeper aspects of the text that I'm reading so I can understand exactly what's going on and what where the story is taking me and my understanding of where it's taking us and that admittedly did help me like I got my critical thinking skills did get better but there are just other classmates who are better at it than me and this is ironic given that I want to be an English teacher but I've been learning a real lot about critical literacy in college and these articles have been giving me a better grasp on how we need to teach it or how it it can be taught I don't entirely have the fullest grasp on it but I know this is something I will want to teach, teach the students when I enter the workforce because I am passionate about English and I do want to help students understand what it is they're reading and be able to interpret, to judge, to critique, to critique all these different texts so that way they can make sense of it and even enjoy it. You know, Amanda, I also remember needing to critically analyze a text, um, well, many texts in high school. 
when I was a freshman, we had to read, I believe it was called Tiger Mother uh, as a summer book. And at first I was like, really Tiger Mother? And it had a picture of a tiger in the front and it had some Asian um, symbols. And I was like, I'm not gonna understand none of this. Like, I'm not gonna connect to it um, because I mean, I'm, I'm Hispanic. So I was like, really, like, I, I don't wanna learn about this. But then when I started reading it, I was really intrigued because this text, um, it actually explained the relationship between a strict mother, a very strict mother, and her, I believe she had two daughters, two daughters. Mm -hmm. And um, I have always been interested in, in understanding students grow, uh, why students grow to be the person they, they, they become. And uh, at first I was like, okay, really Asian, um, an Asian book, like, that school was predominantly um, white and or Hispanic so I was like okay we're, nobody's gonna understand this but whatever and then when I understood this I was like oh well duh we, we do all connect to it because we all have different type of parents um, and uh, seeing this type of perspective of this type of uh, parent then we couldn't understand certain type of students so when we came back from that summer um, the teacher had us critically analyze the text so that we can find text evidence to prove to us why her girls became the person they were now. Um, then my junior year, we had to read the text Frankenstein. Um, I am great at multitasking, but since I am bilingual, my first language was Spanish. My brain translates um, too much. My brain translates too much whenever I'm reading, so it's very hard for me to understand and read at the same time. Um, it's 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 a it's just a longer process for my brain to do that. So therefore, like I found it easier for myself to listen to the audio instead of reading it, because um, then I'm not multitasking multitasking as much. I'm just listening and jotting down my notes and my connections to what um, I am interpreting from the text. So Frankenstein showed many problems that any human can encounter, like for example, man versus man, man versus self, man versus nature so that we can critically think how it affects them and how to solve it if we encounter those problems in life. That's actually pretty cool. I enjoyed Frankenstein, but I really only saw the movies or in cartoons. Which reminds me, Stevenson Bean noted that we as a whole tend to construct meaning from other forms of media, and I can clarify this because admittedly my critical thinking skills also improved when I got into several different fandoms. You know, where of TV shows and media and books like Harry Potter or or Game of Thrones to be like to give you a specific example and in those fandoms we critique and interpret numerous different characters story elements or plot summaries I can go on about my my own interpretations about the characters I love like in Game of Thrones my hero academia stranger things etc like we just ask we start to wonder and ponder like what goes on in those shows like is Arya Stark a good deconstruction of the child soldier trope is Bakugo Katsuki a good a good hero or is he an anti-hero or does he have more potential to be a villain or does the setting in Stranger Things imply anything about modern day America but that'd get way too long and I don't want to go off topic even though I can go I can go on about that all day but the point is that critical literacy is all about analyzing the text or media elements in a piece of media or literature and decipher what they're supposed to mean. Because that way we can come up with our own judgment, interpretations, and opinions that can allow us to approach certain topics in a way that is appropriate. At least 
that's my understanding of it. That's what I always got when I started to learn more how to critically analyze a piece of literature or TV show or any other different sort of media. I think that's interesting, though, the way we can take text and what we see and um, what we read and kind of like break it down for better understanding. Um, like Stephanie, you were saying that your your brain, it moves. And when you're reading, you interpret, mm -hmm. you go to Spanish first mm -hmm. for interpretation. Mm -hmm. And I think that's interesting mm -hmm. because I would love to learn Spanish. <laughs> I would love to speak it. I would love for my daughter to actually um, to speak it as well. Mm -hmm. So I think it's interesting. And then you mentioned that but when you listen to audio, it's easier mm -hmm. for you to just take notes um, and then your mind is pretty much at ease yes. um, with it and then you have a better understanding of it. Mm -hmm. And that is interesting. Like for myself, um, some people will say, I cannot listen to music. It's distracting when oh, I study yeah. or whatever. But to me, it actually calms me down. I can listen to it and um, I can actually get into reading it and it kind of helps me with the flow um, of things which is um, some people find weird and you see with me ironic. being bilingual I can't do that because I'll be listening over here I'll be interpreting the music over here while mm -hmm. I'm doing over here so it's just too much going on in my brain I'm just kind of like nope nope I gotta stop I gotta just focus on one thing and just see. interpret everything and just one thing but I really like how you said um, different media because mm -hmm. I also feel like you can um, interpret music mm -hmm. like lyrics yes you can interpret uh, magazine articles mm -hmm. um, what else um, any type of text, but I feel mm -hmm. like music was a, was a really big one. I didn't think of it while while you were saying it, saying that Amanda, I was like, oh, music is a good one, mm -hmm. um, because there's just so much meaning behind yeah. lyrics. And we're just so listening many. to it yeah. and we're singing, but we're not really settling down to literally understand what they're saying in the mm -hmm. lyrics until you finally do it, mm -hmm. and or until your heart gets broken. Oh, there you go. <laughs> Until your hearts get broken, then you're, you're analyzing every that. single word. I can't believe I'm letting you do this. Until your heart gets broken, then you want to analyze everything. I'm, oh my God, I can't believe I let him do that kind of crap. Or whatever. But that is, that is true. It's mm -hmm. interesting. And then how you can take Game of Thrones, like you said, yeah, and games your too. books, about that. Yeah, mm -hmm. games. And like, uh, my daughter loves TikTok. Um, oh, this, yes. uh, this thing TikTok what got her in trouble so she doesn't have it anymore TikTok <laughs> and then uh, Roblox and the, the where they can actually don't even have to be in the same place um, it's, a, it's, a, it's an app the kids download the app and they can be at home in their own homes and mm -hmm. communicate oh, through Roblox wow. on where to go what to do it's like a um, a land that these kids are in and they are playing like their, a Minecraft like Hunger Games I haven't played either one of those, but oh, okay. it sounds familiar. Minecraft or Hunger Games? Mm -hmm. Well, um, I don't know how Hunger Games. Minecraft, it it could be like they are jumping over bridges and they're buying cars and their clothes and they can they're exchanging stuff and helping. And mm -hmm. it's so it's like weird Minecraft, how they actually yeah. do that. But then it's like they have to know like the text and how to spell words and how to mm -hmm. use words in order for them to understand. And my daughter's seven. Oh, um, she's seven and wow. she plays this game. Or when she even texts me. Um, you know herself to mm -hmm. get communication across so it's just it amazes me how you know like you said that we can um, decipher from uh, so many different things that are actually out there when it comes to text and literacy <laughs> and how you definitely have to have some type of understanding as to what's actually is is going on mm -hmm. so I that is really interesting yeah alrighty so we will be back after the break to describe why we need critical literacy Welcome back to this week's Transformative Talk. I'm Stephanie, Amanda, and Aquanetta, your hosts. So, why do we need critical literacy in our schools? 
As a student who is studying to become an English teacher, I believe that critical literacy is necessary for students to learn in school. Because in the early stages of school, students are just learning how to read and write, but while those two things might seem simple enough, in actuality the goal is to teach these students to really read and write what they are being given to read and write. Because, well, I can't say anyone can read or write, but, like, they can learn how to read and write, but that's just the superficial part of it. Like, you can write a sentence or read a sentence, but you're not actually writing your own sentence with your own interpretations and you're not reading, or like you're not understanding exactly what it is you're reading. And critical literacy acts as a tool for students to learn how to critically think what it is about what they are reading and gaining a stronger evaluation towards the things that they read in order to analyze the objectives and then form their own meanings and judgments out of that. As students learn how to make meaning out of the things they read, they can apply these skills outside of school as they will be able to analyze situations and create their own solutions, understandings, or definitions. And I think that's extremely important in today's society where there's a, there's a meaning behind everything, every single thing that anyone says or writes has something that you will need to pinpoint or, or nitpick to see what it is that it's trying to tell you. And you know what, as a kindergarten teacher, that's what we teach. Um, before reading, before they start reading, we teach them how to communicate using their words and not by hitting and all that kind of stuff. But that's very, very important for them to understand. Um, before they start reading, the, the 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 way to communicate and how to how to um, how do I say it? How to tell others how you're feeling using mm. the correct words. Mm. Yeah, and that's something that they struggle with especially being five years old and mm. or not being in a daycare before starting kindergarten and mm. so they're just like the only child so they don't know how to use those words so I've noticed that those students that don't really have strong communication skills whenever they're starting to learn how to read it's very difficult for them I think that's very interesting mm -hmm. too that you say that not actually starting um, preschool or mm -hmm. I mean not preschool. really preschool mm -hmm. daycare yeah, okay. daycare um, before actually coming to school I think that is outside of home being in daycare is basically that really that first school mm -hmm. that that kid actually attends because um, not only are they listening to certain type of words and, and things mm -hmm. throughout the day they um they're picking up on it. They're learning how to be sociable at that point in time. They're learning um, how to get along with other people. They are basically learning society without even really knowing it. So I think that's a, a great point to pull that up because without it, um, mm -hmm. I've you know heard other people say when kids are coming into kindergarten with no contact with oh, words or other people it's that hard. yeah it's hard for yeah. them yes. to be social and mm -hmm. to actually communicate like you say that's and then a very it goes good back point. to critical critical literacy because mm -hmm. if they know all of this background information mm -hmm. of uh of thinking these this type of way well then whenever they're starting to listen to text or they're, they're like oh well i made a connection this and this happened and, and mm -hmm. it's just easier for them mm -hmm. Interesting that you say that because Stephen and Bean, they even state in their article that critical literacy is essential to learn as students will need to be able to understand and critically examine all those different kinds of texts that you mentioned. And they actually use the term proficient to describe a skilled reader, but it has a double meaning in that sentence as most students might be able to read an article just fine, but not exactly understand the text. 
And it's like you said, how some students like they will need to, they will need those communication skills to get mm -hmm. their points across because without that, then the whole system like it falls apart if you don't know what what you're trying to say or whose needs you're trying to tend to. Then it'll it'll all just fall apart. There needs to be that kind of critical literacy in order to keep everything flowing. The reader, we, all of us, need that critical literacy because that way we can understand what's being said, not just on a superficial level, but be able to fully grasp the depth of what it is that either other people are saying, what readings are saying, or what some anyone else is saying. And the sad part is that mo in these modern times that there are readers who can read, but not necessarily understand. And that's why critical literacy is something that is definitely still needed in school and that it's of high high importance that we need to keep teaching in schools we're gonna need it yeah I definitely agree because I think um like you mentioned when they are being able to grasp things or um in depth as far as what's being said like my daughter um she is she's seven and there are some things that I don't want her to take at face value. So like when she's watching, she loves to watch the um, YouTube videos mm, of yes. other people's lives. Yes, and, they do. Um, like so how they run their lives and how it looks so fabulous to her and how, you know, everything is just what she say is Gucci. You know, <laughs> yes. like she asked me for a Gucci belt, you know, or a Gucci oh, shoes yeah. because... CJ's so cool and his family are so rich and she's like mom can we go to Las Vegas because that's where they live and they're rich and I'm like baby come on now hold on mm -hmm. hold on so it's like the I think that also plays a part in the literacy as well because she's taking what she sees and what she hears them in say media. in that media for face value not realizing that um, that might not be their actual life in you know reality so I think you make a good point when you say that. So I, I had a I had a student who uh, started crying, <coughs> crying, crying, and I was like, "What's wrong?" And she was saying how her friend was not being nice to her. And I was like, "Well, what is she doing?" Well, uh, she said that I forgot what she said, and then her she she was a, a sped student, but it wasn't for anything, um, no learning disability or nothing. It was just her vision, and the the lady was there, and she was like poor baby like she she can't make friends and i'm like no it's not that it's because they see in tv shows how best friends should act that it, everything's perfect mm -hmm. that there's no problems mm -hmm. when in reality i feel like a lot of them and uh, some of the shows like that's not that's not the truth mm -hmm. there, there's fights in there mm -hmm. and it's scripted yes and mm -hmm. i've noticed that disney has changed it now where their media that they're not best buddies anymore like they, they will start putting problems between the best friends now so finally some reality in there <laughs> mm -hmm. yeah and in in those problems hopefully there's solutions as well yes. to those problems especially yes. since the kids are actually taking the stuff for face value which mm -hmm. you know um another great point and i was my i was thinking critical literacy is definitely needed because of what we've been saying here it's, it, it's going to help the students actually understand not what they hear which is the videos and stuff that mm -hmm. we were talking about but also what they read as well um, it may not be as critical in elementary, but definitely as students go to higher um, in levels, you know, past, I would honestly say past 
thir- third grade and pass because they start taking the te- star test in third grade, mm-hmm. which they're they required do. to do so much. So I'm thinking like second grade, you're already at that level to where you may need to actually understand um, what's going on. So they need to have the ability to be able to make sound judgments and it becomes more and more important. And I think reading to help with frequency and reading to understand is actually two different things. Yeah. So like in chap- in the first chapter where Bean states that learning um, to read in elementary and then reading to learn in secondary school is a myth, but I can definitely see how that makes sense. And it is possible. So like my second grader, um, she has to read a minimum of 30 minutes a night. Um, in her eyes, she's not reading to understand any kind of complexity of what she's reading. She's not reading um, to make light of anything, to hold a conversation, you know, with me about what she read, um, to understand any kind of words. It is to, for her to get her reading done for the night. And then after that, she can show that she read and she's ready to play on her phone pretty much at that point. And so to me, this is an example of learning to read in elementary. But on the other hand, there are some times when she has to read to find understanding so she can answer some questions that Mm -hmm. actually follow. And then this is where the critical literacy comes in, being able to decipher what she thought was important in that text to make sure it makes sense in regards to the questions being asked. Um, I noticed in some of the stuff that she actually brings home, they're not like books but they are like short stories and she has to read these stories and she has to pay attention to what she's reading because there may be a question well what did he do first um why did he do what he did where did he stop you know things Mm -hmm. like that and if she is not grasping the the literal part of it as far as putting together um those sentences to understand what he's doing so she can answer the question and she's not going to get it so you know it seems to me in second grade that reading is so they can Mm -hmm. read but as they go higher it becomes more and more about them actually understanding what's being said so they can become able to really decode the text which is also something Bean talks about as well is um, being able to decode um, the text and then that is what we can call pretty much educated responses because now they're connecting the dots and you know to them one plus one is going to always equal two and they'll be able to do that when they learn how to decipher those codes now when you said that they are reading that your daughter was just reading just because just to get those 30 minutes done mm-hmm. my school actually the school that i work at they got us a virtual library mm-hmm. have y'all heard of that it was when they when they told me about it, i was like what no way like this is wow. that, that's whatever because we don't we don't have a library in my school oh we don't, we don't have okay books. well wow. i mean i that's have i have my own library mm-hmm. that i got my own books because they need to have they need to hold a book and everything mm-hmm. but we don't we don't have a library area so we got a virtual library and it's an app and it's called my on oh i love it the kids could look up whatever they want there's thousands and thousands and thousands of book on there and they just click on it now if they're reading it's not that good it could read to them and at the very end it asks them questions and they can see how well they did and you can click on a on a word and let's say you don't know the definition of the word it if you when you click on it it gives you the definition of it oh my kids love it because they're not reading they're not listening or reading their own level books but they're reading like let's say we were learning well during inquiry time because we have a uh, two hours of inquiry time. We were learning about landforms. Well, my babies, um, they one of them was a desert. So I was like, so I, I typed in desert and I told them, okay, choose any book from this area. Well, there's this one about dinosaurs in the desert, and they clicked on it. They were so intrigued. Oh my goodness! And they were like my those boys. They were my my crazy boys, but they were sitting down listening to every little. Thing. They loved loved it, and it wasn't at their on their level. So if I would have given them that text. 
like a paper book text like that, and they wouldn't mm. have understood nothing. Nothing. Because it's reading it to them, mm-hmm. and it's not. It's not a. It's not an, um, a normal audio. It's not the boring. The da 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 da. Mm-hmm. No, it's like a person reading it, in a better. How do I say it? In a fun. Yeah, in right. a fun, fun. In engaging yeah, them an engaging to way, yeah. Way, yeah, and that's a, that's an alternative to mm-hmm. to finding how to engage them also mm-hmm. into being. Um, interested in literature yes. or into their literacy yes. especially about the excitement of learning a new word just mm-hmm. and just a, I mean think about them just touching the screen to yeah. pick something oh, they get so excited. you know some <laughs> stuff that they don't normally do at home mm-hmm. or some stuff they may not have and like y'all don't have the library so just imagine the steps that's a, a very great alternative step to getting them to be interested in literacy which mm-hmm. they will need as they begin to go higher and higher I think that's really oh, awesome yeah. super progressive it mm-hmm. is and you know what I think we can all agree that that's the point of critical literacy, as to try and get our students interested and to become active thinkers and thoughtful citizens for outside of school. Because when they start actively thinking and become more thoughtful, then that can really enable them to flourish outside of school. Any like whether it's whether it's simply going home or interacting with people outside of school like in in a Starbucks or at Walmart any place like that mm-hmm. overall analysis is it's you need it it's a very needed skill for any job you have in the future even if, if it's for something like writing or sketching or cooking or building but those are just at the top of my head because analysis is going to be needed in each of those skills like when you're writing like just Will my readers be able to understand what what I'm trying to tell them or when I'm sketching like is there enough detail to this little house I'm trying to draw or when I'm cooking is is that supposed to be spilling over the pot or is there supposed to be a blue speck on the on the hamburger meat or in building like is the support being strong enough or should I give it a, a use a different kind of wood but like what I'm trying to say is that every single skill is going to need some analysis skills so that way we can understand if we're doing we're doing the right thing or like if our performance is going well or or if there's an issue that we need to fix because i'm going to go back to reading and writing and how it's essential for many endeavors but the overall like the overall point is that being understanding and being understood by others is what truly enables humanity to thrive like we feed off of each other's understandings when we read write, or speak to each other or do any other different job because that's ultimately the backbone of all communication and furthering our knowledge I like to think mm-hmm, that's good and I know um, Stephanie you said that you guys have a virtual library which mm-hmm. is great um, and you kind of explain how it works so what are your thoughts on why we need to have literacy in our schools so I believe that critical literacy is very important for all grade levels, including kinder, to help the to help them build on strategies that they need in the future. Critical thinking needs to be used on an everyday basis so they can develop uh, the, those skills in other areas, such as comprehension and trying to solve a problem. This is used every day in their lives. Um, I read children's book as a mentor text for every lesson I teach. I am always giving them um, think uh, critically thinking I am always making them critically think about the text and having them try to solve the problems by placing them in the similar um, problems from for their age group. Um, it makes them understand 
that they can make these type of connections to any type of text and to keep uh, and to help them to keep using those skills so they can keep improving on them. And that's awesome. I think um, you definitely brought up some great points with literacy and how it's going to help and how now I'm like, okay, she don't have to wait till third grade. She needs to start <laughs> learning this stuff now. But whew, that is, it's awesome though. And so um, to learn more about this topic, um, you can listen to Zed Talk title, um, Creating Critical Thinkers Through Media Literacy by Andrea um, Quejada. Um, it's also, um, it's YouTube. You can YouTube that and find her. And again, that's Creating Critical Thinkers Through Media Literacy by Andrea Quejada, uh, Q-U-I-J-A-D-A, um, or uh, Readings, Advocacy, Research, and Literacy Education, Seeking Higher Ground by M. Sherlin and H. Harper, um, copyright 2007, or Literacy, Reading the Word um, and the World by P. Friere and D. Um, Macedo, um, copyright 1987. So that's all for this episode. Thanks for listening. And remember, if you want to support what we do, then share, subscribe, and leave a review wherever you discovered um, our Hey, beautiful. You've got a text message. <laughs> sorry about that. Someone's thinking about me. <laughs> um, sorry, but that is all. So if you do want to support us, then share, subscribe, and leave a new review where you discovered our show. That's all for now, but I'll see you in the next episode of Transformative Talk. Bye. Bye. Bye.